Welcome to the Who's Your Ag Today morning podcast on Friday morning, the 9th of December, 2022. I'm Andy Eubank, and the Hat Podcast is made possible by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. Visit them online at ffbt.com. There is a Purdue student who has been busy recruiting others to the Purdue College of Agriculture. Also a more efficient, sustainable fertilizer. Eric Pfeiffer and C.J. Miller reporting on the news today. We'll check yesterday's markets, soybeans higher, and corn pops just a little. Analysis with Mike Silver and Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with the brand new Indiana Farm Forecast here on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. Yes. (laughs) To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. You can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably against your will, I'm guessing. And, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. (laughs) <laughs> I think you meant to say that's yeah. fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. Listen now on all platforms. Recruiting students to Purdue and revolutionizing the fertilizer industry. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, and this is Hoosier Ag Today News, brought to you by the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment. Free parking, free admission next week, December 13th through 15th at Grand Park in Westfield. We hope to see you there. When it comes to recruiting high school students to attend Purdue University for their College of Agriculture, one of their best recruiters happens to be one of their very own students. C.J. Miller has the story. We are one of the best ag schools, not just in the country, but in the world. And that's Courtney Rodkey, a senior at Purdue, majoring in agricultural economics. Why did Courtney choose Purdue? My family farms just about 30 minutes outside of Lafayette. I grew up in Rossville, Indiana, so I always knew I wanted to do something with agriculture. I wasn't sure what, and I remember taking Purdue for granted when I was in high school. I didn't realize that it was the number four ag school in the country. I didn't realize the amount of opportunities and the connections I would make the involvement from the advisors and faculty and how much they want to support their students is really kind of the turning point for me when I was a senior. It's like, oh, I don't know why I wouldn't go to Purdue. It's in my backyard, but it's one of the best schools that I could attend. Courtney says that high school students who are interested in Purdue are often surprised just how much the College of Agriculture has to offer. We have 31 different majors just in our college alone that range from botany and plant pathology all the way to agricultural business and animal sciences. There's so many niche markets that students can get involved in just in our one college. As a Purdue student, Courtney has interned at both Co-Alliance and AgriLiant Genetics. Now she already has a full-time job lined up for her when she gets her degree in May. I've actually accepted an offer with Corteva AgriScience into their sales training program, which is the associate territory manager position. So I'm really excited to get started on that in June after graduation. So what advice does Courtney have for those who are thinking about Purdue? 
News College of Agriculture. Come on a tour, come talk to us, and if it's not the best for you, you know, we'll help you find something that you might like better. For more information, visit ag.purdue.edu. I'm C.J. Miller. Here's your holiday reminder that it's just about time to put out the milk and cookies for my big night. Ho, ho, ho! That's right. Just take a picture of the milk and cookies that you leave out for Santa and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Use all your social media and be sure you tag at INDairy along with hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Now let's see those pics with hashtag Santa drinks milk. Ho, ho, ho. Making fertilizer that delivers plant nutrition more efficiently and is more sustainable for today and tomorrow. That's the mission of Anuvia Plant Nutrients. Anuvia Chief Commercial Officer Hugh McGillivray tells us about their novel dry fertilizer. It's bio-based. We call it Simtrix. We're taking different organic feedstocks. Think of things like food waste, manures, organics coming from wastewater treatment plant. We're taking that, we're repurposing it, breaking it down to amino acids and peptides, and then we're adding inorganic nutrients to that. They're binding and we create a complex bio-based nutrient product that is more efficient than conventional nutrition. McGillivray says 3 million acres of use in over 500 trials show Simtrex is yielding more bushels on the farm. We've had it in the market since 2017. We've seen a very consistent yield improvement versus conventional nutrition. We're seeing a 5% yield increase very consistently. We see about a 3 to 10 times return on investment for the grower. Now they're adding a microbial technology that will allow growers to reduce the amount of phosphate used on an annual basis. That product is called Simtrex XP. If you think about a corn grower that puts on 60 pounds of phosphate, if they put Simtrex XP on into their fertilizer program, that will allow them to draw down their phosphate use down to 50 and get the same outcome or better than what they did if they had put 60 pounds of phosphate on. If you're interested in higher yield, healthier soils, and a smaller environmental footprint, McGillivray says it's pretty easy. It doesn't require... A change of practice. It really doesn't require new equipment. It gets handled in conventional ways. It's very much like a, a normal dry fertilizer. You can learn more at AnuviaPlantNutrients.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Have you ever considered a career in agriculture? There are dozens of agribusinesses that have opportunities to work in this exciting field. These are high-paying positions with on-the-job training and advancement. On December 15th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Grand Park in Westfield, Indiana, these companies will be on hand for the Indiana Ag Career Fair. Come talk with these organizations. Then walk the show floor of the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo and experience the world of agribusiness. December 15th at Grand Park in Westfield. More details at indianafarmexpo.com. We've got a secondary wave of moisture moving across the Hoosier State today. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We did see most of the state miss out on activity that uh, popped up out of a system moving through Kentucky and Tennessee yesterday. Yeah, southern Indiana picked up some action, but generally most of the state missed it. Today, not so much. We have a system or a secondary wave that came together in the western Corn Belt that's going to take uh, on a head-on approach to Indiana here through the next 24 hours. Scattered rain showers to start. The rains are not impressive, but I think cold air coming into the northern third of the state may make the rain end as a few sloppy wet snowflakes. Liquid equivalent here today, anywhere from a tenth to three-tenths of an inch. Coverage will be about 60% of the state. Up north, 
Can we see a coating to half an inch? Maybe, but right now I'm thinking the best snows in terms of accumulation stay in Michigan where we can see coating to two or three inches. That's it. Everything's gone through the overnight and Saturday turns out with a mix of clouds and sunshine. May see a few spits or sprinkles down over far southwest Indiana, but Sunday turns out partly sunny everywhere. Temperatures fairly close to normal for this time of year. Monday, Tuesday of next week for good sunshine, warm air surging up, particularly on Tuesday. And that's because we see the south flow coming ahead of our next major system. It is a strong low coming out of the Missouri Valley late Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday night into Wednesday, we see rain here anywhere from a quarter to likely one and a half inches. Coverage 100%. Cold air comes in quickly, so you can see rain end as snow. But the other thing I'm seeing with this system, it's powerful enough, it's strong enough that the low actually probably wraps a good chunk of dry air in. So the rain comes Tuesday night through like Wednesday midday to mid-afternoon. We could see a big dry slot in here by the time we get to Wednesday night, and that dry slot will be around into early Thursday. Still, though, we have the wraparound and backside of precipitation and cloud cover that comes with the low that has to drag through. It's going to come in very cold air, so I think we have to keep the door open to on-again, off-again light snow shower action for Thursday afternoon and Friday. It's not going to yield a lot of accumulation, but nuisance flurries around, and let's just say this cold air is diving south in a big way making it all the way into the Gulf of Mexico by next Friday. So yes, it's a cold air mass, but it's a dry air mass. No precipitation likely for later Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Temperatures may moderate as we go into the week of the 19th, but another cold surge is pooling farther to the north and west over western Canada and even into the Gulf of Alaska. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day -day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. Another bounce in the bean market, but the short covering rally in wheat is over. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Thursday Farm Market Review. Brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, the Eastern Corn Belt's fastest growing independent seed company. SeedGeneticsDirect.com for pricing and more information. We'll have prices, the numbers, at the close of trade on Thursday coming up. First market analysis, I got that right at the end of trade from Mike Silver at Kokomo Grain. Mike, soybeans, the upside story on Thursday, and that may well be all about soy oil and the soy meal markets, plus more China buying, which has been a positive here in recent sessions. Indeed. It has been. Today in the flash sales from the USDA FAS, we had 118,000 metric tons of soybeans for delivery to China during the 22-23 marketing year, and we had a 718,000 metric ton soybean sale to an unknown destination, maybe where that destination is. So those were definitely supportive this morning. And we had the weekly export sales report out this morning. The uh, Soybean number there came in at 1.716 million metric tons. That was uh, 500,000 tons higher than the high end of the estimates. And the corn number came in at 691.6. 
That was about 70,000 tons better than last week, but far short of the same period last year. The wheat number came in at 189.8, which was basically uh, toward the low end of expectations. 150 to 350 was the range. The soybean meal number came in at 226.2, and the soy oil number was a little anemic. It was anemic at 0.5, so not a lot uh, there in the soy oil export numbers. Tomorrow, USDA at noon gives us the December WASDE report. The average trade estimates estimate that USDA will, USDA will increase the corn carry out by about 55 million bushels. That would be 5% higher if that comes to fruition. The bean number 18 million bushel higher, that would be 8% higher, and the wheat number up maybe 1% at 5 million bushel. The trade does not expect uh, many changes in the global carryout numbers, and those adjustments to the USDA carryout numbers primarily would come from adjustments to uh, export sales because of our lagging export sales pace. In other news today, pretty meager. The trade is looking forward to what the Fed has to say in their meetings next week, and will they throttle back on the interest rate increases? Uh, remains to be seen. There's been talk, obviously, that that they may throttle that ba- back um, due to some of the more favorable economic news that has been coming out over the course of the last uh, week to 10 days. So, Cash movement is rather slow at this time, Andy. Uh, Farmers uh, have those bins locked down pretty tight, uh, waiting for some price appreciation before they do any more pricing of the crop we just got harvested. A lot of folks working on their cash budgets for next year, getting their taxes in line, seeing how much income they might need to defer into next year. So, We're staying busy in terms of um, customer service and providing the information that folks need to monitor their positions and get their marketing plans adjusted and in place. And all that's going on while the Mississippi River uh, is gaining a little bit on its low water levels, but still uh, there is some uh, impeding of the the grain movement to the Gulf due to those... uh, low water levels, but uh, ever so slightly, they are improving. So we'll hope that uh, we can get some rains here over the course of the next several weeks to replenish uh, those water levels so we can get not only great movement down the Mississippi, but get all those necessary energy products and chemical products and fertilizer products up the river so we have adequate supplies to get this uh, new crop into the ground here um, as we move into early next spring. Mike Silver at Kokomo Grain. Get Mike at 800-666-0613 and join him at our Indiana Farm Expo presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment on Wednesday of this coming week at Grand Park, Westfield, Indiana. Mike and John Zanker will be providing a market outlook at 11 a.m. next Wednesday at the 
Farm Expo, a free show with free parking. Now the settlements from Thursday trade up four and a quarter. December corn, 632. March, 642 and a half up a penny and a quarter. Beans led the way, 1486 and a quarter for January, up 14 and a quarter. March contract up 13, 1490 and a quarter. December wheat, 724 and a quarter, down two and three quarters. Livestock markets mixed. February live cattle 153.92 up 37. February lean hogs 84.70 down 195. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network.